Hey everybody, it's Tim. Welcome or welcome back to the LOH Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, I ask you to please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube channel, where you can access all our message content. Most importantly, I hope the following message inspires you to take your next step in the faith journey. Enjoy. We're so thankful that the that Jesus is the head and he's here with us. And uh, he's with us in the trauma. He's with us in the struggle. He's with us in the journey. And we can say amen. Yes, hallelujah. I like that. Y'all are ready to go this morning. That's good. That's good. Let's open up our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. And let's stand for the reading of the word. Oh, I knew you. I knew you'd like that. I knew. Though a little bit of a blast from the past, but we honor the word because it's when we read it, this is establishing that it's something different, right? Something different than a normal book. It's something different than what I'm saying or you're saying. It's the word of God. And we're going to believe that today as we stand on it. Before I read, Lord, we just love you. We are just so thankful that you never left us. We're just so thankful for your faithfulness. We're just so grateful. God, the maker Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The maker of the sun, moon, and stars, what is man that you are mindful of us? God, that you care for us and that you're with us in the midst of hard life. Lord, come on, I I think you can just thank him right now. I think you can just tell him how grateful you are for him. Just bless the Lord. As David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Lord, we begin and we don't ask for anything. We just look to you. We just look to the one whose eyes blaze with fire of love for us, who passionately pursues us and wants us and wants our hearts to be led by you and and our hearts to follow you and to be centered, our lives to be centered around you, Jesus. Oh, and now we stand and we read your word together. But I'll just read it. (laughs) Because I don't know what translation you got. There it is. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every weight, every hindrance, every encumbrance, and the sin which so easily entangles us or catches us up. And let us run with endurance the race that is set Before us, endurance, endurance, fixing our eyes on who? Fixing our attention on Jesus, 
the author and the perfecter or the, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured, say endured, endured. the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who has endured, for the third time, there's the word, endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> Because if I let you stand a little longer, you might check out on me. <laughs> Why is it? It's like you're standing in church. It's like the time's ticking. Like your knees start getting feel. Like you can stand for a while. You know that, right? <laughs> I, I, I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. He's like, is, is he going to let us sit down? <laughs> is he going to let us sit down? <laughs> Fix your eyes not on yourself. Where's your attention? Where's your focus? During worship, where was your focus? Now, you might be saying, Dustin, this isn't fair. Don't. I have a lot going on. It's distracted this morning. My kids were absolutely nuts. I get it. I get it. My wife, I love her to death. She's downstairs in children's church, so now I can just say whatever I want. But I'm like, man, God was moving today, wasn't he? No, the kids were nuts. <laughs> I was ready to go. <laughs> Different experience, same place. Now bless all you workers. Bless all you people that, man, serve and your kids. And I understand it's not easy. It's hard. And, and when I speak a message like this, fix your eyes on Jesus. I understand that every circumstance is different. Every season is different. And you guys all, we all have our own circumstances and we need to take them before the Lord and ask the Lord to search us, try us, see if there be any wicked way in us. And God, what does this mean for me where I am in my shoes? But today I want to encourage you to remind us as a church that our eyes are supposed to be on Jesus. Always and forever, only fixed on Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> And if it's not on Jesus, we become susceptible. If it's not on Jesus, we make other things the main thing and replace the main one with something else. And again, then we become susceptible to our own flaws, to our own weaknesses. So our eyes today, I want us to be encouraged. I'll encourage you today to make a decision with the Lord. Make a decision right here, right now. A bold statement, a bond, a planting of the flag, a declaration upon this rock, upon this foundation. Here I am, and I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. No matter what I feel, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what my bank account looks like, no matter what the doctor said, I will fix my eyes on you, Lord. I know you want to lead. 
I know you want the promotion at work. I know if this worked out or this happened this way, it would all seem to be good. But I want you right here and right now, even in the middle, I fix my eyes on you, Yeshua. On you, King of Kings. Be the head of my life. Be the head of my marriage. Be the head of the church. Be the head of the impossible situation that I'm going through. Lord, I fix my eyes and attention on you. That's why I'm here today. To not forget. To remind myself, don't forget. Is that simple enough? In Psalms 103, it says this. Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5. Praise the Lord, my soul. David is talking to himself. Praise the Lord, my soul, and my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Look at this. Praise the Lord, my soul. Where's his attention? And forget not. Say forget not. Forget not. All his benefits. Focus on him. Praise the Lord and forget not all his benefits. Let's just read some of them. Who forgives all your sins. Have you got tired of that yet? That's just for the kids downstairs, right? Jesus died on the cross for their sins. Who forgives all our sins? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And if you believe that and accept it, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. You know what? It's easy to forget the things we wish we could remember. Isn't that the way it is? We remember the things we wish we could forget, and we forget the things we wish we could remember. How about our focus? We focus on the things we wish we didn't, didn't focus on, and the other way around. We wish we could focus on certain things in this season, and this journey where I'm going, and I focus on the wrong things. The writer of this psalm must think that it's easy for us to forget the Lord and forget his benefits. So he's going to say, forget not. Don't forget. And if you don't get anything else, I just want you, don't forget where your attention is supposed to be, son, daughter. It's something that we, all, we have to continually Scripture says, I continually place it before me. When your focus gets off, that's, that's the thing about, about sports, is, is when you're playing sports and you play for a lot of years, you have to continually place it before you. You continually focus up. 
You continually critique how your effort is, how your desire, what your aim is. It's a continual thing. In the same way with the Lord, that it's so easy for us if we don't practice the way for our minds and our hearts to get off, for our attention to get off on other things and to sway with the way of the world. That's why it's so important. It's not law. It's to practice the rhythm of focusing our attention on the Lord. That's why I think it scripturally is accurate, that it's supposed to be morning, noon, and night, that we continually set the Lord before us. Come on, church. If not, we're susceptible. If not, even doing church, we make other things more important than Yeshua, our Messiah. The main thing is the head. And there's supposed to be no competition with him, amen? No competition with Jesus. Forget not. Do not forget. But we do. We get our eyes off the main thing. The attention becomes on ourselves, on our weaknesses, on our inadequacies, or even our strengths. As simple as it sounds, we so easily forget, so don't forget. Lord, today we do this in remembrance of you. Lord, today we ponder you. This message, we thank you that you're for us and you're with us, but this message is just all about reminding ourselves about who you are. The head of the church, the king of all kings, the king of glory, the one seated on the throne, the only one worthy of praise and adoration and attention, the only one. There's no one that compares to you, God. There's no one worth centering our lives around besides you. There's no one we should gather for besides you. There's no one we should worship besides you. So help us, Lord, to remember and not forget it. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to Colossians 3, verse 1 and 3. Don't forget what he's done for you, child. Don't forget where he's brought you from. Don't forget who he is. There might be a blockage right now. Maybe you've done church for a while or you've done the religious thing and in a way it was for you, but you've forgotten why you do it. You've forgotten, honestly, why you come. It's, It's good, it's encouraging, it makes you feel good, but don't forget that it's all about him. fix our attention on him. Lord, we trust you today. Lord, we're not here just to come and go. We we want our minds to be fixed on you because the world, there's a lot going on and people are freaking out. Things are going crazy. I don't know what's going to happen the next year in the election and everything. Lord, We trust you. Don't forget. 
I remember when I was younger and I would get freaked out by eternity. Anyone else? <laughs> now I just made everyone sick to their stomachs. I'm sorry. I just can't fathom eternity, right? And, and scripture says the intelligent of the intelligent I will frustrate. And it, and it became frustrating to me. And I remember walking into my parents' room. You guys remember it? And asking, I just can't sleep. I'm just thinking about eternity. And I said, uh, I mean, I was pretty young, I think. I don't know. And uh, I remember I was like, Dad, do you ever think about eternity? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Or do you ever struggle with it? No. Okay. I can't relate to that. <laughs> oh, to be simple, dumb and happy. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. All right. You guys are so offended. All right. But my mom related to me. And... Go ahead, get it out, get it out. All right. She whiz. Drank your coffee this morning, huh? All right. But my mom related to me. Do you remember what you told me? She said, anytime I think about eternity or think about the future and things I can't understand, it frustrates me. I just say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Some of you, trauma, we've been talking about it. You've been relating, you've been testifying, you've been saying, man, that's me. Pastor's been speaking directly to me. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. I know that my momentary struggle or my momentary affliction is not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed. So God, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Mr. Lord, I won't give up hope. For I would have if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have given up. But Lord, I trust you. But Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Colossians 3, 1 through 3 says this. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above. Set your attention on the things above where Christ is. The anointed one is. The Messiah is. Where your Savior is. If you have died with Christ, you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds. Continually set your mind and attention on him. The things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Set your mind on Jesus. Set your mind on the advocate and not the accuser. There's the accuser of the brethren. And he lives to accuse you of your wrong and of your sin. And to get your mind to focus on it. And we need a little bit of a dose of Jesus where he says, I will remember in the new covenant, I will remember your sins no more. Thanks be to God. And Jesus is our, amen, amen. Jesus is our advocate and our defense. 
He stands in your defense, brother. When no one else does, he does. And that's where your attention is supposed to be. Jesus is the only one worthy. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, that I will draw all men to myself. Not a program, not beautiful, not things that we love to do and they're all great and our service unto him. But if I be lifted up, I'm what draws people to myself. He's referencing the cross too. Jesus wishes that no man shall perish, but everyone come to know the truth. Amen. Jesus cares deeply about your situation, so much so that he says, throw all your cares on me because I care for you. Cast them. For I care for you. Jesus can heal the brokenhearted. Jesus can set you free. Jesus can. Everybody say, Jesus can. Jesus can. So, I don't care what your theology says or even what your experience says. I mean, I do, but not to the extent of compromising the person of Jesus, who he is. What I know to be true, he heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. He sings songs of deliverance over you. He gives and imparts life. He baptizes with the Holy Spirit and fire. He gives gifts of the Holy Spirit to build and edify oneself and the church. Jesus is who was and is and is to come. Jesus can. And Jesus is where our attention must be set because he is the head and we are the body. He is the husband and we are the bride. As he lays his life down for us, we submit ourselves to him. He's the one. Come on. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. There's no sweeter name I know. There's no sweeter name I know. So turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his Our lives should be directed this way. In whatever context you find yourself, and I said it, I'll just reiterate it again, in the, the midst of tragedy, in the midst of the storm and chaos, disappointment and discouragement, in your misunderstandings and unanswered questions, in the unknown journey in the midst of the the dream, even in the midst of the dream and in the middle, wherever you find yourself. Our lives should be directed this way. I got three things for you. And the first thing is this, unto him. 
a life unto him. To bless him. A, a purity unto him. We talked about this in the green room before. We talked about the, the purity of worship. And, and you can get off and you say, well, does that mean like I haven't sinned? Well, well yeah, Jesus washes you clean. He makes you blameless before him. But, but what I mean by the purity of living a life unto him, it's, it's more simple than complicated. It's a life in what, whatever you do, wherever you go, it's to bless the Lord, a purity unto him, a, a laying aside of anything that overcomplicates it, anything that gets our eyes off the main thing. It's a, a purity, a focus on him. A, a lay aside. So, so in essence, we have to lay aside our skepticism. In a way, we have to lay aside our judgmentalism. We have to lay aside our, our condemnation uh, or a, a rigid, conformed way, an inside-the-box-only perspective. Set it aside. Your need to be in control, because it's unto him. Your need to be in control, set it aside. No, that's wrong. Repent of your way of thinking. He's the one in control. He's the one that has supremacy. So in the way that we live, our lives ought to be whatever we're going through unto him. It's how our worship should be. Unto him. Yes, yes, we pray and we ask and we seek but the main thing is that we bless the Lord, oh my soul. That we minister unto him without asking for things. We say, Lord, we bless you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. And the way that I live, and the way that I talk, and the way that I interact, unto you, Lord. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. To you be the glory, my life no matter what you're going through. So lay it aside and fix your eyes on the pure one. His heart burns for you. Unto him. Well, what are they going to think? Unto him. What about the person to my right and to my left? They think I'm crazy. Unto him. Unto him. Be glory. Number two, so a life unto him, a life about him. To study, to show yourself approved. To learn, to apprentice under somebody. To go under the master and learn what he's like. To observe his ways, right? To, to be about him, that my life and my family would be centered around, it's centered around something already. What is it? I don't know. But that it should be about him and that I should fear him and I should observe him and be open to what he does and be open to whatever he's doing, even in the church. Centered around him. We are all about Jesus. Start with Jesus, stay with Jesus, end with Jesus. Unto him, about him, for him. 
This is the Christian life. Anyone comes after me, they must deny themselves and take up the cross and, and lead the way. No, follow me. Who? Jesus. Jesus. Him alone. For his glory. Oh, help us, Lord, with this. This is, this is like a prayer. This is like worship. For, for him, my life, let it be unto you, God. Let it be about you, Lord, and let it be for you, for your honor. What we do in this life, what we suffer through, our affliction or persecution, let it be for him. Our struggle, our pain is for him. <laughs> for his glory. God, take this cup for me. But if not, not my will, yours, because it's for you. It's for the Father's glory. So I'll walk through whatever you want me to walk through. I know that's a hard prayer to say, but God, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Our service to others is for him. Let's read a couple of scriptures. Colossians 3, 23. Whatever you do, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. I love that. Thank you, Paul. Yes. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. That, I, I told someone this the other day. Like, in sports, I, I, had my, I had my aside last time with Peacock, and I won't go there today. So thanks for bringing that up, guys. I wish you would have learned something else from my message, but thank you for telling me that you despise Peacock too, and we relate. I told someone the other day, I'm like, I don't care how good a kid is. Like I do. I'm impressed by certain things. But you know what I really can't stand? is when I know what a kid is capable of and they're not giving their best. Yes. It's not that they're missing shots or it's not that they're, you know, missing the ball when they should. It's just they're, they're not giving everything you got. And, and like, I, whatever, maybe the Lord's not like this, but I think he is. I mean, why not? We have one life. Why not do it <laughs> As, as best and as hard as we possibly can. Like give it everything we got for the Lord. Why, why, why just dabble with it? Why just dabble with God and just get your go to heaven thing? Why, like, uh, I, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Help me, Lord, help me. Dustin, Dustin Wharton, to work at it with all his heart as if working for the Lord. Mechanic, do good work for the Lord. Construction worker, do good work for the Lord. Doctor, Plastic surgeon, do good work for the Lord. Rocket scientist, do. Teacher, do. 
good work for the Lord. Work at it with all your heart, not not, uh, your earthly master, not for them, for him. Verse 24, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from, from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Oh, have I forgotten? I've forgotten at times. How about you? We're called to go out into the world and minister unto the Lord, to him and and about him and for him and for his glory. And we will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward because we're actually serving him. Oh, amen. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, "Whether, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And then this one, in Matthew 25, 31 through 40. Just going to read this. Y'all good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. When the Son of Man, I'm going to read it. It's a little lengthy. When the Son of Man, this is Matthew 25, 31 through 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Keep going. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Now listen to this. We can struggle with this, but listen. For I, this is talking about a life for him. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? Then the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. You did, it was working for me, even when you didn't even notice it. If you've been around pastor long enough, you know that he states when you're preaching, regarding preaching, that if the Holy Spirit is really leading you, he will bring up not just a one-track thing. He'll bring up 
treasures, old and new, right? If the Holy Spirit's really leading us in what to preach, he will bring out treasures, both new and old. When he was saying that, I, I thought about another, another thing in this context, that if you're really following Jesus, and if you look back over your life, and there haven't been times of, I'll just say a few examples, radical generosity. If there hasn't been times of great and deep repentance, if there hasn't been times where the Lord has told you to speak to somebody where you just did not want to at all, whether it was encourage them or, I mean, if you've been doing this for a while and the Lord hasn't called you to stand up and serve the kingdom of God in the church, I, I would ask you to reevaluate who it is you're serving. I would ask you to reevaluate because he's not just a helpmate. He's not just your supplement. He's the leader of your life. And it's the only way it works. He's the master. So there will be times in life when you're following him where you'll do things that you don't want to do because he told you to do it. And he'll tell you to go where you don't want to go and say the things you don't want to say, but you're following him. You're not the leader. He is. You're not the master. It's not your reputation at stake. It doesn't matter. It's him. And we need to listen to him. Or we can play the game. We can play the church game. That's fine for some. But others, I know that there's a deep down longing for something more. God, I want you to know that I'm available today. I don't know what gifts I have. I don't know what you have given me, but God, I'm available. I know you don't need to use me because you have all things and you don't need us at all. But Lord, if you need somebody, here I am. I'm available. Use me. Send me. God, speak to me. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to do. It might not look good. It might not be all biblical and theological and all that. But God, I'll do what you tell me. And that's who God wants. That's who he's seeking. True worshipers. True people. That's the Father. He's seeking those in the spirit and those in honesty and truth, reality. Come on now. The Lord wants you to play a part, wants you to play your role. And it's a beautiful thing as a son and daughter. It's, he's calling you now. Amen. You are made for him. And this placement and positioning of him in your life is so necessary. It's the only option for the follower of Jesus is he is first. It's, it's, it's not the option. Like, it's not an option as a follower of Jesus. That's where I get concerned. It's like, A, follow him completely. B, follow him half-hearted. Raise your hand and follow him half-hearted. C, uh, 
don't care for the church and just follow him in your bedroom. C, uh, D, uh, none of the above, but I'm spiritual. B, C, and D do not exist. They're not reality. A, it's follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. That's, that's it. It's the only option. Not close your eyes and you raise your hands secretly and have a secret relationship with the Lord that no one knows about. There's no James Bonds here. No double agents like 007. Like, no, it's before all men. It's a life lived for him. And there's no Christianity outside of the bride. There's no Christianity outside the church. There's no such thing. You can't talk bad about his bride and and bad about the way that she looks as she walks down the aisle and be so judgmental and love the husband. It, It doesn't work that way. You gotta be a part of the church of the bride and you gotta protect your tongue about the bride and the church. Because husbands don't like when you talk negatively about our bride. You can get out of here. How the church really becomes successful, it's not necessarily about who's leading, who has the microphone. We are following Jesus. That's our call. Every single one of us are following Jesus, submitting to his leadership. When you, quote unquote, follow Pastor Tim, or we follow pastors, we follow Dustin leading worship, whatever, we are, what we believe is that they are submitting to the authority of Jesus. And in a way, we're following them, but, but they're, they're also, we're all following together. Does that make sense? Even as under shepherds, we're, my goal, and this is what the Lord's been speaking to me, and my goal is not to lead and to have a platform which is our society today, right? The definition of leadership. Leadership is influence, so everybody has influence. But that's not what God called us to desire or want is influence and leadership. He actually told us we should follow him, deny ourselves, take up our cross. And this is what I want for my disciples and my apprentices, not to be leaders on a stage necessarily. We gotta use our voice and use our gifts. But what I want is for you to follow me. Be good followers of me. That's the prerequisite to leadership in the kingdom is following Jesus. In the end of the gospel of John, John 21, when Jesus raises again and Jesus asks Peter a whole bunch of questions, then Jesus turns to his brother, the disciple who Jesus loved and which we believe is John. And he says, well, what about him? You guys know that story? I love that. I love the way Jesus and John ends that. He says, what about him? And then Jesus turns back to Peter and says, what I have in store for John, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. 
these leaders that are going to change the course of history, these 11 men, 12 men that God has called to change the course of history, this leader, what he tells him, the words that he leaves him with is not, work to, not look to your right or to your left about what I have in store for them, what I want from you, Peter, as for you, follow me. So, don't forget, here's where we'll end. The band can come up. You guys can come up. Don't forget these three things. He is, what's that word? Your, your savior. These are three things I'll leave you with. If you're writing notes, just write them. I know you already know this, but ask the Lord for, for it to come fresh and anew, Lord. Like the first time, like the first time I heard it. Don't forget that he is your salvation. In Revelation 5, the angel looked out among the people, said, who is worthy? Who is worthy? And John started to weep because he couldn't find anyone worthy to open the scroll, anyone worthy to pay for our sins. And, and John fell down and wept. And an elder came up to John and said, don't weep for the lion of the tribe of Judah has overcome. <laughs> he is your savior. He is your provision. He is your provider. He is where your healing will come from. He is your deliverance. He is the advocate in your defense. He is your Savior, and we can thank him for it. We thank you, Lord, that you're our Savior. Don't forget that he is the head. He is the head over all things. Ephesians 1 tells us he is the head of the church, the king, the one on the throne, the leader. We aren't competing with him. And in Matthew 16, Jesus says that on this rock, this faith in me, on this rock, this faith in the Messiah, Jesus, I will build my church upon this rock. I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell will not prevail. On what? The rock and foundation of faith in Jesus. It's the only way hell won't prevail, church is this foundation in Jesus. And then he is your father. Psalm 68 says he is a father to the fatherless. He is a good, good father. The word says that the spirit in us cries out, Abba, father. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you that intimacy and relationship to call him. When you receive the Holy Spirit, Abba, Father, Daddy, I'm a child of God. And in 1 Peter 5, 7, again, he cares about you deeply. He says to cast. Your cares. Cast your cares on me. 
how good is he? How good is that? You got cares? You got worries? You got anxiety? You got fears, depression, panic? Throw it on him. Throw it on him. He's got big shoulders. He can take it. That's what he wants. That's what he asked for. Cast your cares on me. You don't need to carry the weight. You don't need to figure it out. You don't need to understand it all. Cast your cares on your good father. For he cares for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you tell us not to just throw it on you and you don't care about it. Thank you that you said throw it on him because he cares so deeply about it. He does. He cares deeply about every detail of your life. He cares deeply about the pain. He cares deeply about the struggle. He cares deeply about your unanswered questions. But what you need to know is that your momentary affliction is not worth comparing to the joy that will be revealed for the joy set before the Lord he endured. For the joy set before him he endured. And it's unto him and it's about him and it's for him. It's unto him and it's about him and it's for him. It's unto him and it's about him and our lives ought to be for him. Jesus, you get the attention today. Jesus, you're the object of our conversation. Jesus, you are the subject and the main character and the protect. God, you are every part of our conversation today. You, Jesus, you, Jesus. Is that not enough for the church? For Jesus to be the center of our conversation. Hallelujah. You are the center. You are the center. Oh, la, 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 ba, si quiere le resunde, la, ba. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let's stand and just worship. Let's stand and worship. Oh, hallelujah. My soul magnifies the Lord. My soul magnifies the Lord. My soul brings him close. My soul brings him in full view. It magnifies the Lord. It focuses on him. It focuses on who he is. My attention, Lord. I, I challenge you. I challenge you not to leave yet. I challenge you, if you're done before LOH is done, that's fine. But I challenge you for five minutes, for five minutes, Ask the Lord what this means for you. Ask the Lord what step to take. Ask the Lord where to go from here, what to ponder, what to meditate on, what to think as we take communion together. Amen. Yes, you can worship. Yes, you can worship. It's what we've been doing the whole time, talking about you, Lord. It's all about you, Lord. Oh, it's all about you, Lord. Yeah, it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. 
Lord, I pray for people dealing with pain right now, that that is the object of their attention, Lord Jesus, that you would rid them of it right now, that they would be able to see you, they'd be able to see you clearly, Lord. Hallelujah. Unto him, about him, for him. You're going through this. Whatever it is, it's for him. Hallelujah. 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 Let's take the bread and the cup. Just have it in your hand. And stay in this attitude, please. Please stay in the attitude directed towards him. The message title today was Don't Forget. Don't Forget. Jesus said when you do this, said, as often as you do this, do this in what? Remembrance of me. He didn't say, when you do this, get all serious and sad and mopey. There's times for that. He said, the main thing is as often as you do this, don't forget what I'm like. Don't forget who I am. Don't forget what I've done for you. Don't forget where I brought you from, where I'm taking you to. Don't forget that I speak good plans over you, the kind intention of the Lord on your life. Don't forget. Whatever comes out of that, just release whatever comes out of that. Don't forget my healing power. Don't forget that I spoke and it came to be. Don't forget that I took the nails on the cross for you. And don't forget that I rose from the grave conquering death. That all hell tried to keep me in the grave, but it couldn't. So when you take this, don't forget. Don't forget, we'll take his body now. Here's his body, broken for you. Here's his body, broken for you. Broken for you, broken, broken. God, you don't understand. Here's his body broken for you. God, you've never been there. Here's his body broken for you. But God, if you just went through the pain that I went through, here's his body broken for you. Take and eat. God, if there be any other way, God, if there be any other way for Dustin to be saved, <laughs> I mean, if there be any other way, if there be any other way, Lord, if there be any other way to get to heaven, if there are any other way to get into relationship with the Father, Lord, God, let that be but not my will, yours. 
And the Lord declared in the Garden of Gethsemane that there was no other way that man gets to salvation except through the blood of Jesus. Except for the shedding of the Lamb's blood, the only one who was worthy. And the Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. And the Bible says that by his stripes we would be healed. And the Bible says that by his stripes we would be healed. So we fix our eyes on the one who is willing and able. We fix our attention on the beautiful countenance of our Lord, looking down to us, getting down close with us on the floor and, and being moved with compassion, being moved with compassion. I am willing, I am willing, I am willing. So in this context and so much more, we take the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, amen. I'll end where we started. In Hebrews 12, three, consider him. Consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider him, your forerunner, the one who's gone before you. Consider what he went through so that you won't lose heart. I bless your people and whatever blessing I can bring and give, Lord God, to every person and the sound of my voice and listening online, wherever, Lord Jesus. God, that you come close to them. Lord, that you embrace them by the power of your spirit, that you lift them up in the midst of dead places and dead things, that you encourage their heart that you lift them out of emptiness and discouragement and despair. God, that you would encourage them, Lord, in the midst of hopelessness and depression and the weight of sin and the weight of the cares of this world, that you lift it in the name that's above every single name. There's not one that compares. There's no one beside you, no one before you. You're the one, Lord. You're the one. You're the name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing. Let's respond. Give the Lord a couple minutes. Yes, Lord. Amen.